Welcome to the Hospitality Maverick podcast with me, Michael Tinkser. We at Hospitality Mavericks are here to inspire leaders to create heart-centered and profitable businesses from the inside out, the kind to both employees and customers love and support. Thanks to BizSimply for sponsoring this episode as our show partner. And BizSimply is the all-in-one HR, workforce management, roads and operations software designed and built by hospitality experts to make every shift run like clockwork. And we join forces to help the industry to find new ways to become even more innovative in how we lead our people, how we operate, to how we grow our businesses, to how we serve our customers. Together, we want to share strategies and tools that can make the industry thrive long-term, not just survive. You know, people rely on leaders. They rely on you. You're, you're their hope. You're their normal. You're their whatever it might be. And if you're not feeling at your best or you're not maximising the impact that you're making, then it's going to channel through. So you can't look after others unless you look after yourselves. And of course, there's lots of ways to look after yourselves. Our focus is very much is, you know, are are you being the most impactful leader you can be? So that will be a question. Are are we getting the best out of you? This is Nathan Ott, Chief Politer at the GC Index and co-author of Coaching Me and Coaching You. We have before had Nathan's co-creator, Dr. Mervyn Smith, on the show. And for some of you, this conversation and thinking will not be all new. But don't worry, we will take it to the next level when it comes to knowing and understanding what you need to do to drive your own and your team's impact. When we recorded this episode, we had in mind that the last year had been extremely hard for everyone. Lots of change and more is coming. We start the conversation talking about the power of the GC Index as a leadership tool from the perspective that you need more than ever to understand your people and how you can help them make positive impact on themselves and the business. And you need, in a way, to think about how you make them unshakable. Nathan gives a clear overview of the tool and the model and how that supports it. He shares real practical examples of where the tool has made massive impact on people, culture, and business results. And we also do a live feedback session on my GC index profile. So you can have the experience of what reflection this gave me as a leader and business owner. Before you tune in, please sign up for a weekly newsletter packed with more Maverick insights, strategies, and tools. Find the link in the show notes via hospitalitymavericks.com. And to help you and your team navigate the current storms in hospitality better, please also download your free copy from Fragile to Agile white paper at bizsimply.com under the resource tab via the link in the show notes. Now, grab your notebook. There's some great leadership tools and reflection in this conversation. And if you, like me, also believe that great change starts with you and your own understanding of yours and others' strengths, this episode's for you. Now, let's get started changing your game. I've been really looking forward to today's conversation because I'm going to learn something about myself. And I hope actually that will again evolve out to you start thinking a bit about how you can make the biggest impact on uh, your own performance, but also your teams and your organization. Uh, earlier, uh, a couple of years ago, I think it's almost two years ago, we had Dr. Merwin Smith from the GC Index on as a guest, and he talked about the theory behind it and the kind of impact this tool was doing uh, within organizations. And since then, I also have been certified and involved in the GC Index and uh, done a lot of feedback uh, on other leaders out there. And I found this, this is a very powerful conversation. And 
to actually inspire you a bit in these times, I brought uh, Nathan, the other co-founder of the DG Index, into today's uh, conversation. And the reason why I did that is because when I talk with CEOs and leaders out there, I can see that we've gone through a lot of change. More is coming. We're in a year of transition. What does this all mean for your team? Probably mean they're very tired and more change is coming. And how do we actually get the best out of people? You get the best out of people, I believe, when you play on their strengths and actually utilizing that. And that's actually what we will try to inspire a bit to go out and stop thinking so much about job roles, but more about how can you get the best out of people in their jobs and get the best business impacts. So with that said, welcome to the the podcast, Nathan. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm very well. And yourself? Yeah, very well. Thank you. The sun is shining for once, which is nice after all cold weather and rain we've had. So yeah, it's put a smile on my face. Yeah, it seems like we are, like I said, it was a year transition, but it seems like here in, in the UK where we both are based, you're a bit closer to London than I am. Uh, it seems like uh, spring is coming and uh, vaccination is rolling fine. So it seems like the world is opening. So we need to reopen business again for, for many people. So this is the opportunity to get ready for that as well. Yeah, we, we dare to dream of uh, of good times ahead which is great for everyone so um, yeah yeah let's keep uh, let's keep hoping and working towards that yeah. i will not butcher what the dishi index is about i will leave that to you so how would uh how would a, a presenter uh, introduce you and the dishi index if you were doing a presentation at a conference as i know you're done lots of yeah they change a lot um <laughs> depending on the audience but but so my my title is i'm the the chief polisher here at the GC Index. There's a, there's a number of reasons why I call myself the chief polisher. One of them is I, I don't necessarily fit into the traditional expectations of what a CEO is supposed to do. So I feel more comfortable calling myself a chief polisher rather than pretending something that I'm not and everyone else expects a CEO to do. Uh, we can talk a bit about that later. Um, the, the GC Index in itself, um, as you had Dr. John on before, so he is my co-founder and yeah, he's the brains of the outfit. And uh, so, um, so hopefully that was a good session. But my focus is very much on on the business impact that GC Index drives. Quite simply, um, all the GC Index is, is a high-level business model, quite frankly. it's a It, it shows how individuals, teams and organisations can best make their impact and contribution to business objectives. So whether that's in a, in a startup environment or right through to big global organizations, it's how do we get our people to best make an impact individually, as teams, as business units, to to, to work together to drive business performance, what, whatever that might be for, for, for your audience. So obviously they're, they're very, be very different depending on the organizations that, that, that they're serving. So we get asked, what is what is the GC index? Yeah, a lot. And when when you look at the GC index, a lot of people confuse it with a psychometric tool, um, a, a, a psychometric assessment. That's what they often gets confused by, because that's all we've ever known in the last 40, 50 years. And um, in the last 40, 50 years, when we look at the decisions um, um, that we need to make on people as business leaders or, or or any business employees, it doesn't matter. We make people decisions. The only data that's been available to us historically has been skills and and experience, traditionally our CVs, 
um, or then personality. And the, the personality tools have, have been out there for years. But if you were to ask a business person, when did they last make a business decision on a personality tool about someone, they'll look at you like you were mad. And they'll be right to look at you like you were mad, yeah, because you don't make business decisions on personality tools. So the GC index plugs that gap. It, it provides a, a lens for, for business leaders and business owners um, to, to show how their people best impact um, a business cycle or a business and enable them to make business decisions about their people. That, that's, that's what we do. I know you have a lot of contacts of a different industry. What are the biggest worries right now for, for CEOs out there when it comes to the, the people element and, and the impact? Well, it's, it's really interesting, Michael, because obviously it, it, does, um, it does depend on the industry, the organization, because what you're seeing is the some organizations and businesses, this actually, um, the, this pandemic has been, a, it's, it's been a good thing for them business-wise in some ways. They've got to thrive because their business opportunity or, or their business solution um, just is, is, is more advanced given the, 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 the sort of COVID um, pandemic has brought upon us. And then you've got those that have really struggled because their business has been wiped away. So there's, there's definitely a whole spectrum of winners and losers in these things. And like anything, change will bring sort of opportunity um, or it will you know, potentially take people out of business. And, and so we, we, we look at them in, 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 when we, we go to organizations, we, we look at um, and talk to CEOs. I try and keep it quite simple, really. It's, yes, the world has changed. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, and and you, the, there are the, it doesn't mean the businesses have to make a wholesale change with their people, but we break it into three things. Look, there'll be some things that you've always done and you're going to continue to do. Yeah, and that could be anything from I've still got to pay the rent or I've still got to, you know, I've still got to uh, do the accounts. Then there'll be some things that um, you have to incrementally change, do things differently. I might need to put this online. Yeah, I normally did this physically. I might need to put this online or, or we don't have meetings face to face now. We have them online. They're different. They're small changes. And then you've got other businesses, other things you're going to do that are radically different in your business. So we first of all sit down with CEOs and go, well, where, where do you see those, those three elements? With people, it's themselves. Again, it depends on the type of workforce that you have. Of course, we're doing a lot more around distributed workforce and remote working. That is clear. But there is a big play with the GC index around well-being and resilience. And, and because people are burnt out yeah, for various reasons, whether they're homeschooling, whether they're not having the FaceTime, the connection, whether with their, with their, with their manager, with their leader, with their teams, You know, the, the whole routine has, has, has gone. It's quite nice sometimes just walking downstairs to go to work, but some people are missing sort of commutes and journeys and things. So there's a whole well-being piece. And I think probably best to sum it up will be one of our clients that said, look, we are extraordinarily busy. We cannot change our workload. Our workload is going to be relentless. Yeah? But with the GC index language and framework, we can manage the energy of our workforce. And that really gets to the bottom of the GC index. It's energy. And if people are energized, how do we make people energized at work as best we can? And that's what we focus on. Yeah, and I think that's super interesting because that's actually, again, in a, in a situation where there's so much change where actually you can get your team or the individual to work on things where they really thrive in. 
you know, jobs or projects where they really can play their strengths, then it's easier. Even though there's a lot of workload, it's definitely easier to to get through that period because you are actually playing on your strengths instead of catching up with something you may be not getting super much energy from, but you just have to get done because that's the job and it probably comes a bit more tedious. So that, that's a really good example, I think. Yeah, exactly. And the reverse is true as well. You know, people that, that are used to being busy are now not busy. It's the reverse effect, you know, of course. And so, but I think it, it it's very difficult to generalize because you've got, you know, there's, there's winners and losers somewhere in between across all of this. So we would just keep it simply um are, are we getting the best out of our people yeah are, are they are, are they are we getting the best out of them yeah for, for their sakes as, as as well as the business and and that's really core to the gc index message and, and we take it from there and what other things are you know your typical client working with the tool uh you said well-being and resilience right now is there other key areas where the tool is very impactful when you work with it yeah, so let let right. Let me go right back because I appreciate a number of your audience won't necessarily know about the GC Index. You can obviously find out more about it if you hadn't um, had the podcast with Dr. John Mervyn Smith, who will obviously is um, we'll talk about that in, in great detail in the podcast, but the previous one. But the, we would take a view that the, everybody in the world can make has a positive impact to make. So whether you're a Fortune global CEO or a child in a developing country, yeah? So people really strive to be potent. Everyone has a positive impact to make. Now, that sounds a little bit Miss Universe, Miss World or whatever it is, you know, a bit grandiose and, and, and Disney, but, but that, that, that's exactly what we're, we're trying to do is unleash the energy and, and the impact of everybody. So we have a young people index version as well um, for 11 to 18-year-olds. Okay, and we talk about we want to to um, unleash the impact of, of sort of over ten percent of the world's population, which is quite a big number, and we're on our way to that. Yeah, I mean that that's what we're trying to achieve. So when you take all of that big grand statement, um, and we're we're looking at the, the human needs to be potent or a human need to 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 make an impact. It means that the G sense is used in so many ways. Yeah, more ways than. Than um, I can even think of. We 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 say here that ninety five percent of the ways the GC index is being used, we don't even know yet. And you'll know you'll see from our one hundred and seventy partners around the world, the things that they're doing with the GC index language is just it's just inspiring for us. It's phenomenal. So when you look at things like well being, resilience, internal dialogue about people, the touching the well being, the, the the equality, diversion, inclusion space. It really is about, you know, individuals that are feeling you know, if they're feeling de energized, how can you make them feel energized? Can I give you a, a couple of examples, particularly from business leaders, if that's helpful? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. So so we we for those that don't know the G C index, there 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 are five ways that, that people want to make an impact. So we have uh, two of those are ideas focused. Yeah, which is game changers. So game changers are much more focused on possibilities. They they want to make an impact through doing things differently. They don't value arbitrary rules. They just live in a world of possibilities and, and see things very differently. Yeah, they're excited by change and possibilities. Another role is the strategist, which is um, ideas focused again, but they need structure and they need to embed their ideas in, in things that 
they know about a model, a pattern, a trend. Yeah, um, this doesn't have to be a McKinsey strategist or a Harvard MBA. It, it could be an epidemiologist looking for patterns and trends to, you know, to 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 to, to make forecasts of what's going to happen with this virus, for example. So you've got game changers and strategies, ideas focused. Then below um, that, we've got task focused individuals, implementers, just want to get stuff done. Stop thinking, stop talking, stop worrying, just get on with it. Let's achieve some stuff. Yeah, that's what implementers want to do. Then we have polishers who are task focused as well, but in a much more obsessive way. Polishers like things to always be better, consistently improve them, build upon other people's ideas and tasks. Then in the middle, we have these the proclivity or, or, or the energy of playmakers. Now, playmakers have a belief system that if you get the relationships right, everything else will follow. This is not about those learned behaviours we've been taught for the last 40, 50 years of being socially skilled and politically correct and being a nice person. These people genuinely want to drive through um, relationships with people and get things done through people. So when you start looking, and now we're all bits of these, right? We, we're not one or the other. It's not a typology. There are 100,000 different versions of this, right? So um, you're not one or the other. But if you take them, let's just take strategists, for example. I wrote a piece um, about strategists particularly because a lot of, a lot of whether they're CEOs or just strategists more more normally, um, you know, not have to be CEOs. They could just be, you know, in, in any 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 level of a business. They were really struggling with the pandemic, yeah, because we've never seen this before, yeah. And strategists, you know, they like to anchor, see connections and points and data. And we've come a lot of strategist business owners that were that felt a bit loose and and they didn't know what to do. They panicked because. They hadn't seen this before. Do we compare this to the dot-com crash? Do we compare this to, you know, uh, uh, the, the the financial crisis from before? Or how do we compare this? How, uh, it's going to be bad. And, and they were really struggling because they couldn't see a way out. Yeah, I mean, you, obviously in hospitality, even more accentuated given, you know, the, the, the challenges that the hospitality industry were going through. So, so they were really struggling. And then that was really affecting people's mental health and well-being in their business. Whereas you talk to a lot of the game changers... <laughs> They loved it because they saw it as opportunity. They saw it as possibilities. And this is great. I can see opportunity in this pandemic. And, you know, and, so, and so it was really interesting watching game changers and strategists, you know, with each, helping each other out um, through the time of the pandemic. And, and of course, you've got big implementers who just want to get stuff done. They want to be, they want to be potent. If influencers aren't delivering stuff, they really feel de-energized. Yeah, and so you, it's it's about having those conversations with with people around, you know, what energizes you, what doesn't, and um, yeah, and 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 that that's kind of where we get to. And as you probably appreciate, I'm not the most structured of individuals, so I'm hoping this is making sense for you and your listeners. Uh, Nathan is uh, not a strategist. I can expose him already there. Uh, but the interesting thing is Nathan, because I had uh, I had a feedback session with uh, a CEO um, from the hospitality industry and uh, this in the this ceo was a nine on the polisher yep and uh, seven on game changer so uh, in a way uh, the person was thriving there was opportunities i can and actually at the same time they were actually seeking opportunities one of the things was cheap property suddenly on the market actually expanded the business during the pandemic 
but I really struggle with that and accepting the the the, the quality or the excellence of some work just has to be twenty percent and not eighty percent. Yes. Before we move on, uh, and I was like so, so excited, but also really frustrated about that maybe there was not the resources or the time to do it to a hundred and ten percent. Had to accept twenty. 50 or 60 percent on some things and then move on so that was that was a big learning and that was like a lot of frustration in that and still having that demand to the team as they go through a situation like that is not going to create the outcomes you want long term so we talked a lot about you need to think about the polisher long term then there's a point where you can activate the polisher because no organization get excellent if they don't polish things off and make sure it really works and ticks, especially in hospitality that's so process-driven. Um, but right now, you should you should use your game changer in this and really lift that in this environment. Yeah, you raise a good point because obviously you're getting into the the the, the small the complexity well not the the elegance of the GC index because obviously we're not one or the other so if we just take your example there of um, a game changer polisher they're they're really interesting as leaders actually um, and because game changers and polishers tread a fine line between excitement and anxiety yeah and that's kind of what you're you've described to me there there's a there's opportunity here excitement oh but is it going to be good enough right and now that they don't just create anxiety and excitement for them that's the, that's their own internal challenge which you've articulated there but then if you imagine how that manifests to the rest of the team um and how then this individual can see opportunity they want to continue to push and the team is a bunch of you know implementer playmakers and strategists that need to be more concrete they feel a bit unnerved by this they're not being communicated to properly you can start seeing a big disconnect, and I'm not sure if that was the case for your individual, but but certainly with game changer polisher leaders, they 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 do drive that excitement, but they they breed anxiety in others as well, and of course that has ripple effects for your for your business as well. Of course, that was a, a, a funny enough um, when you mentioned that just to, to ducktail this. Uh, there was a lot of implementers in uh, reporting into this CEO because uh, there's a, a hospitality have a lot of these people. Let's just get it done. Let's just get moving. And they and they had to start stop all the time because of lockdowns as well. So there was this feel that wow, we have something to work on, something new, exciting, and then it was plucked out again. We need to restructure, do things differently. And they really struggled with that. And it was not the change, but it was that thing that then we don't have anything to do again. Okay, we have to wait. Um and that that depleted them a bit on a confidence point of view. So you're absolutely right. So that's a that's a really, really, really valid point. I saw that. Well, they will need to feel purposeful. Implementers need to feel purposeful, and and if they're not being purposeful, then the yeah, then of course they then they're going to start. It start going to affect them in, in many ways. You know, whether that's lack of confidence, whether that's lack of energy, whether that's lack and and if like you say, if you're constantly start stopping, that's really going to affect these individuals. So we 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 talked a bit about you know uh, the GC index. You you're giving the overview, and there's much more information on the website. But we have the big overview. We have five profiles there, and we thought to bring it to life a bit to the audience that we you would go through my report. So we would try to do a, a live feedback uh, session on my report, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that because I have a 
I always thought my report was a bit like, oh yeah, I'm a bit of everything and not really anything because of the scores I have. Um, so, uh, so, 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 what, what about if we go down that route now and we have a little conversation around that, and then, then we see, see, because I think many of the the examples we we are talking about will come out here as well, and I can talk a bit about what has happened in my year of the the pandemic, and how that's impacted my profile. Yeah, well, that'd be great. I mean, I think it's obviously quite difficult for those listening to to get the the, the model in their head. So just. So just give a couple of the mechanics, really. So I've, I've mentioned the five ways that you can make an impact. So that's, there's game changer strategist, um, there's implementer, polisher, and playmaker. And when you get your report, as we're to at Michael's, you get a 24-page report, um, you get a score out of 10 on each of those, and they're all independent. So some people get lots of high scores, some people get two or three high scores, one dominant high score, some low scores. And... and I don't like the word score, but but we, we're, we're tuned to think that low score is bad, high score is good. That's not the case in the GC index. A, a low score can be a strength as well as a weakness, and a high score can be a strength as well as a weakness. And then we're very clear on that. We're not measuring competence. The idea isn't to improve your scores and get them up. That's not how it works. We're just trying to understand how individuals best want to make an impact as a leader or in a role. And then how can this language help them be the best that they can be? So that, that's what we're, we're going for. So, so, Michael, did you want to just describe your profile um, in terms of the numbers or did you want me to do that? Yeah, I can, I can do that. So uh, I'm a six in Game Changer and Strategist, I'm a five, Implementer six, uh, Polisher two and four in Playmaker. So uh, we would all okay. So with with the GC index, it always brings um, validation or revelation. So I think a good thing to ask is um, is 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 when when do you feel at your best? You know, so uh, that's what we want to understand is when 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 does an individual feel at their best? So, Michael, just before we tuck into your profile, what when have you felt at your best in a role? Yeah, when when do you feel that you're most energetic or? or potent or making the right contribution? It could be your current role. It could be previous roles. When have you felt that? I think it uh, even in jobs and uh, exactly working on the, uh, uh, launching something it, 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 or a project that nobody else wants to get their hands in. There may be sometimes even the most impossible project. Um, and people think this, this, this is a very bad career move. I can remember that from my corporate days in, in McDonald's where I took on some projects. If you looked at them as a strategist, you'd just think, no way, I'm not going to take that project on. It's, it's mad. And then I like to be around people and I like to get things done. I like a lot about efficiency. It's not about how pretty it looks. It's about does it actually move the needle forward? And uh, how can we learn quickly? Uh, and if I can be in those environments where I can, you know, think big thinking, and uh, but also uh, I will call it almost creative problem solving. You know, there's a problem there's uh, nobody else can find a solution on. I will find it very exciting to continue working on that. And even though how many times I'm hit, I'm coming up again. I think somebody described me once as... Uh, you know they can pull you underwater, but you will come up very quickly again. You'll uh, even when they think he's not going to come back after that, he will come back. Um, so there, there's 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 that kind of mentality, and I think also at some point uh, we did some leadership development with a, a psychiatrist was always interesting, and I I got to see she classified me as a elite soldier mentality that. Uh, 
Uh, and she said, maybe I've chosen the wrong uh, world to live in. Maybe I should have gone into special forces or something like that because ah. I just kept on coming back even though I was told no. So I don't know if that, that fits with the what you see as well. Well, there's, there's a lot there, actually. But before I jump into that, and because we want to hear the flip sides to the coin, when have you felt your worst? In what environments or what roles did you feel, yeah, this is really, I, I feel really drained here or I'm not on my best here or... Because because you've you've clearly left the corporate world to go into, you know, a much more entrepreneurial world as well. But I mean, it'd be interesting for your listeners to understand the flip side as well. When when did you not feel most energized in a role or at your best? I think the corporate thing is a combination of um, being able to getting these type of projects. You need a you need to be in the the right position or job to get that, or to have the right managers to be given entrepreneurial like project and every time you sold one you want the next one to more extreme so i think that was actually the journey i got my oh i got a bit of confidence i can actually take impossible things and make them happen and then one point i left the corporate world but also think where i would really struggle is where there is uh and i understand that some organizations are more political than others i really feel that difficult because i'm very much like the okay here's the pink elephant let's do something about it and that's not how it always worked when there's a way of doing things or politics or structures. You need to respect hierarchies uh, that needs to be respected. It doesn't mean I don't understand it. I would not follow it. Um, but I probably doesn't feel energized in that. And it will, a decision takes a very long time, for example, if I think it's obvious this needs to happen. So I think that's, that's the best uh, way of describing the downside. And then when I have to win, you know, everybody starts when they're young. We need to implement and we need to polish. And uh, I've also been in a situation where I have to tidy up a lot of spreadsheets and collect uh, market data. And I must say that those weeks I'm not looking back to ever do again because that yeah. was not, I was not energized by it at all. Well, well, that's great. I mean, that's a great, always useful when you look at the, the GC index, look at it in some context of when did you feel at your best and when did you not feel at your best. That's always a good thing because... We've all been there. We've all had those those times when we're absolutely buzzing, yeah, and we're you know we're we're top of the world, and and then there's other times where we think, oh, I just can't get out of bed to go to work today. I can't feel anything worse than, in your instance, spreadsheets. It could be anything, yeah. So if we look at your profile, you've got two high scores there, or highest scores of game changer and implementer. Let's just unpick the game changer first. So. You've said a lot of this already, um, just without probably realizing it, but game changers um, are always looking at new ways, new possibilities, okay, at doing things. So you mentioned pink elephants or the, the bigger projects or the project that no one else would take on. Um, and I think in the corporate world as well is the game changers have a ap different appetite to risk to others, so like strategists and implementers. So if you look at the GC index model, the left-hand side of our model, which is very implementer strategist, has a very different appetite to risk to certainly game changers. So for game changers, the risk actually, and you can confirm this or not with me now, um, is the risk of actually not doing something is far greater yeah, than doing um, and than doing something and failing. I'd much a game changer would much rather try something and fail than not to try something at all. So they don't see that risk and they don't value the corporate hierarchy. 
They don't value the arbitrary rules. They don't value those things because, you know, for, for them, it's, it's, it's all about this idea, making this idea a reality. And, and, and is that you? Does that resonate with you in, in, that, in that instance? It definitely does. And I can remember many times the frustration about uh, that a process needs to be followed before we launch it um, because uh, we have already seen the, the first result. Why wouldn't we just go and roll it out? Because, uh, but no, no, we have to wait. It has to be put in line. It has to be rolled out. We need to have stakeholders asked. And I understand that from a conceptual point of view, but uh, I really struggle with it. It frustrated me that we had such a great idea and we couldn't do anything about it before six months later. Yeah, and I think that's that frustration is also linked to your implementer score because Game Changer implementers together and people wonder, well, how can they go together? You've got a very pragmatic implementer, yeah, that wants to get stuff done and you've got this much more, you know, uh, existential Game Changer that, that talks in the world of, you know, things differently. But when they come together, um, we see a lot of, Game changer implemented combinations in, in in technology innovation startups that type, because they 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 like new ideas but get them quickly to be practical outcomes yeah and and we actually call them creative problem solvers which you've just <laughs> said but the um and that that so it's that combination of game changer and implementer is 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 coming through there in in, in everything you've just articulated actually and and this is great because we haven't rehearsed this right in case you get these skeptical listeners um it was and so it, it, so I'm really fascinated by that urge what what made you survive so long then in the corporate world what what was it because you did keep getting these different projects did you have a boss that gave you freedom were you just pragmatic enough to do the stuff you had to do because you got the, the the big the different projects what kept you there so long because you're clearly successful it's quite interesting i uh actually i would give it a i think actually was my boss lisa lotthelms olderson if she listened to this uh i think she very quickly found out see and i think if we uh haven't done one on her but i think she will be have really high polisher and i think she found out at some point she couldn't she was actually holding me down. I think she, she was very smart. He was one of the best leaders I worked for. So she found out, I just give him that responsibility. He will take the responsibility. He will get it done in his own ways. Um, and I just follow up on him that he remembers to seal all the dots off once in a while. So we make sure that, that we follow corporate recipe. Um, and I think that works really well. So I think it was a lot about my boss giving me the trust because I think, uh, I think I get very frustrated. I'm very values driven on the top of that. So if I don't feel I have to trust when I go in, I think it's obvious that I will take the responsibility. But that's not always our opposite, because maybe feel I make people feel nervous, as my my wife says sometimes. Michael, when you come in, it's like a, a you know a storm sometimes because you have already seen what other people have seen, and you need to take them on that journey. And I've been very aware about that definitely the last year as well. So I think you're absolutely right that uh, the reason why I survived was because I had a boss that understood that I needed that space to uh, to be able to do that. And I've also been, you know, unlucky not to have that and really been demotivated, even though it was an exciting project, but really been demotivated. I had to report all the time because the game changer got frustrated about that. 
it feels like you're slowly getting slowed down. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at, at an extreme, and and obviously you haven't got an extreme profile, but when we see it an extreme um, game changes for them, conformity is death. If they have to conform, they, it, it, it's it. It's, you might as well kill me. You know, I don't want to conform. And I, there's a there's a lovely um, story about one of our clients, and uh, he, he he was a sort of game changer, and and uh, he said, I remember this conversation with my mother when I was about 16 or 17. And I said, mum, mum, I, I want to be in the army. I want to go, I want to go and be in the army. And she said to me, you can't be in the army. And he said, well, why? And she said, that's why. Yeah. Because you ask too many questions. You don't want to perform, <laughs> right? And so, and so that, so is that, that's what game changes are like. And then, so if, if there's two things here for your listeners, if you are a uh, much more game changer centered boss, CEO, yeah, understand that, as Michael has just said, that not everyone is going to see what you see that quickly. Yeah, everyone, they might trust you because you've earned some spurs before, but they're going to feel nervous, particularly if they're strategist, implementer, playmate, they're not, haven't got that game changer tendency. They're, they're going to struggle with making sense of it, particularly their strategies. They're going to worry. Yeah, and so it's it's either thinking about how do you communicate and take those people with you, or actually, if you can't be bothered with that, and that's fine too. Make sure you've got someone that, that's doing that for you. Yeah, okay. I think, and and that might be what your your boss was doing was sort of protecting you in some ways in that corporate machine was making sure that you had that space and was looking for you. But I mean, you you do have that five on strategy. So I mean, again, that that's probably what helped you survive in that world a bit more. I think if that strategy score was any lower think that would be you know if that was a one or a two then I think you may have potentially struggled a bit more but I think with game changers in corporate environments if, if they've got some strategists and some playmaker in the, there as well it does help them survive yeah it does help or, or they've got a, a boss that gives them room to survive I think, I think an interesting thing with the strategist is and you're absolutely right that was actually because I could not only articulate how we solved the problem but I could also draw up a, a journey i could map it out and that's definitely one of the things where uh, you know i i saved myself not looking you know i would say in, in sometimes in a very structural environment uh, as i worked in mcdonald's uh you can if you don't have a plan don't come to the table because nobody will take you serious um so and i really th- i think you're right about that and actually funny enough my one of my the the the, the exam i did best in at university was strategy um uh and uh balance scorecard as well and with this very strategist uh subjects but actually i was very interested in it and i had i have an interest in strategy but if do i follow the the roadmap no i will probably change but i can make a plan to make people feel comfortable but then we'll just rip that plan to apart if it doesn't work yeah we we i mean in the world of ideas we do confuse strategy strategists and game changers, they're different. They're ideas focused. I remember one individual in the early days, he was one of the youngest ever strategy director for BT here in the UK, and he hated it because he wasn't a strategist. He'd been picked because he's got good ideas. You know, he could see the future. He was very creative, very game changer, as he'd come out as. But he hated that uniformity that strategy brings, that linear plan, step-by-step approach, put things in boxes, and, and that's very different. It, it doesn't mean that one's better than the other. They're just different. They're different approaches. And um, I think it's good to recognize 
that. Um, and the GC index helps with that as well. It helps people recognize, you know, where, where their energies are and where they want to play. I mean, I look at your playmaker score there. Um, if I was to give you a team of 20, 30 people to, to report directly to you and you had to look after them, you know, um, and, uh, you know, you had to make sure they're okay and, and giving, what, what would that be your perfect role, Michael? <laughs> Yeah, it's a very good question because you asked me about five years ago. That's what the role I wanted to have. But in today's world, I probably very I probably want a smaller team. I probably want the family team, the twelve the twelve people. Um and it's not because I I really believe in putting people first, but I think that I think I I get quite frustrated when I have to manage the people, um, so I will probably feel really excited about setting the North Star. This is where we're going, drawing up some kind of roadmap. Um, and then I would like to give responsibility to them. And I, I will be there. I will give feedback when we go off the, the values and behaviors I would like to see. Um, but I will not be, I probably wouldn't be the best mentor on the, on the skills. Uh, and I probably would have, you know, get more and more impatient because I just want to move if there's people blocking us moving forward. So I know because uh, I didn't know at that time, but uh, I can remember a situation where I had, um, I was responsible for a team where the two people who report into me were strategist, polisher, both of them. I'm a hundred percent sure. And uh, first of all, I felt we never got anything done. We were just talking about how we, how we go from one step to the next and uh, we needed to move three steps, not two steps a week. And uh, it was always coming back to analyzing and polishing documents that has to look right before we send them off. And of course they have to look right. But as I said to them, I don't believe the executive team will read every comma in this kind of thing. We just need to, uh, to get it to them so they can see we are progressing. Uh, but also they saved me because if I sent that thing off too early, we will probably have failed massively. But I can remember the frustration of having that and leading that. And normally a playmaker, as I see, they're very patient with people. They understand that everybody has to have their time. You need to understand them. So I think there's some unpatient there. It doesn't mean that I don't care. I, I, it just, I, for me, it's important that we do the mission. Then we, we put our personals uh problems or uh, needs in front of the mission i think the idea and the task are just more important at the end of the day and that's not a negative it doesn't mean you're not a nice person or a really good person that's what the lot of the playmaker is and we tend to see with you know threes and fours sometimes fives on playmaker these individuals really value collaboration they really value the team effort they they get that we need all these people around us but there comes a point where it's quite an English phrase, but they they don't do needy, yeah. They they want people to to they don't want to have to tell someone three or four or five times. They want people to be quite self sufficient, and they just want them to go away and do it. If if they if they've got people that are demanding a lot more time off of them, and if they feel like they're being slowed down, then they start to get drained, yeah. Whereas a, a higher playmaker just has more energy for that, yeah. And um, and so, again, when you're looking at putting your teams together, if you're the leader and, and you've got quite a low playmaker score, find, find one of your playmakers. Yeah, Find a playmaker to do a lot of that energy for you because you'll feel de-energized. You could probably do it. The G-Sync is not about skills. Yeah, You could be the best people person ever. Yeah, it doesn't mean – but if it drains you, 
Yeah, we don't want you to be doing that. Yeah, and I think that's what's coming out here. Um, and then finally, well, the polisher score is low. We, we've we've you've meant you've mentioned that already in some of your you know vernacular before. I want I want to get the project. I want to get it done. I want to get it out. I don't just want to be incrementally improving stuff. I'm on to the next one. Yeah, I want to be on to the next one. Let someone. And I think if you've already mentioned, if you get drained in those polisher roles, if you find yourself in that polisher role, you could do it maybe, but you're going to get drained and de-energized quite quickly. Yeah, and so it's about recognize when you're in that role. Now, my last question, however, is obviously you're you're in a you're 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 you've got your own business and and businesses and startup business now. How do you manage that? Because you've got to do a bit of everything. You know, the, 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 we, we see a lot of people starting up their business and they started to to escape from a lot of this conformity and they can use their ideas, but they still got to do the accounts or the washing up or the tax. You know, they've still got to do a lot of things. And how are you managing that, that balance of creativity, expression, doing things differently, big dreams with the mundane day-to-day stuff? there's two elements in it is that you need to get stuff done and i think the implementer helps me there but my sometimes my game changer will i will almost i'm actually writing a blog that's going to come out later this month about sometimes i almost start too many things and then at some point if i oh oh oh, oh i need to I need to stop something because this is overwhelmed. So I've now done a practice about actually the last year where I started now, I got inspired from different things, but it's a stop doing list instead of to-do list. And every quarter I take that and I go through all the things going on and I stop some things because it, it overwhelms me and people around me if I don't do that. Uh, and some of it is just parked maybe a quarter or delayed. But uh, or maybe totally just taking off the list. So, so that's one thing how I manage it. It comes to the polisher thing. I really try to find somebody else to either support me, uh, or it could be you take the books for example. I've been, you know, I finally I found the right bookkeeper, so like a bookkeeper that holds me accountable that I have to deliver this. Because if this there's an individual holding me accountable, I don't want to disappoint them. And it really knacks my nature. And I don't know if there's anything to do with the GC index, but that really, really can make me fix those things that normally if I had to be responsible for accounts, it would probably never get done before. It was really a bad situation. I've actually been there once. So, um, But I understand I need to have that the polisher. Really, if I was setting a team, I would always, uh, if I didn't have a polisher, I would f- go and look for a polisher first. Uh, even though how annoying I think they are, I just just know that's where where I had to play my role at CEO. Uh, and I think well, how else I get things done is that I make very clear to people where they would get most value working with me um, from the outset. Yeah. Can I just raise one more point? I know we're probably coming out of time at some point, but the the um really i want to talk about this low score being a strength because you said something really interesting and and actually you've got two on polisher right and and so you've spent a lot of this time saying i'm not very good at that i get other people to do that you know however that too is also a strength yeah and you mentioned one of those strengths there is you know when to cut your losses yeah so you sit down there and you go right i'm not doing this 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 or this you mentioned that 
if you were a higher polisher, cutting your losses will be more challenging. Yeah, because does that make sense? So actually, the low score there will enable. We see a lot of polishers that over deliver. They they um, they continue to see the good in someone or good in something. They keep trying to do it and they put too much effort into it. You know, whereas lower polisher scores are really good at going, no, that's it. Cut your losses. Let's move on. And I think that's where a low score becomes a strength. Yeah. And, and obviously a higher polisher score can become a weakness in, in that instance. Yeah, I think I think you're right because um, especially also with experience, um, I can definitely see that uh, that again doing the stop doing list has definitely also kept me a bit of sanity in the pandemic because you have to try a lot of things and you have to feel that's okay. We spent it a couple of weeks in that it didn't work. We'll save it. We've done the work now. We maybe use it something else. Move on. Let's start the new thing. And because the 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 game changer have no problem starting a new thing, let's just move on very quickly. But I think another thing that's interesting in how I actually work with things, or just reflecting on it, as you said, and sometimes it doesn't mean that I get rid of it, but actually my I think it comes from maybe spending time in a corporate and McDonald's. I actually find a way to systemize it so I have to use very little time on it or I just have to check if the process works. So I like to create overviews, uh, either uh, written in hand over my wall over here or I would uh, have a, a technology that will automate it for me. Uh, uh, anything I don't have to come back to more than once uh, so so I think I think that's the way I think about automation a lot in life. Um yeah. Im- implementers are very pragmatic. Yeah, they're very pragmatic at that in that instance. So so yeah, I can I can definitely see that happening. So I mean, has this been helpful? Of course, you know, you, you, you the viewers can't see the your profile and stuff, but how have you I mean, how have you used this language and data um of your profile in in your world how has it helped you because you asked me some questions about you know well-being and resilience and leadership can you have you got any sort of sort of key takeaways how it's helped you in 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 your business or with your team before we before you tell me to shut up (laughs) uh i will not do that because this is really valuable i think i think i think it is an interesting question so uh one of the businesses i'm involved in as the pandemic broke out we took the, our profiles out and looked at them and um, uh, we found out and we celebrated that we had a lot of game changer in that team. Uh, and I said, let's remember that as we go into this, we have a lot of, and we actually didn't have a lot of polisher. I said, this is actually going to be our strength. So actually that's an example of where you actually could set the scene and say, we actually have the skills within this team. And we had implemented skills as well. We had two of us who were reasonably high implement. So we can come up with a lot of ideas quickly and we can test them and we can move on. Uh, and just that, and they had seen those profile maybe six months before. They, of course, forgotten all about it. But just that you pulled that up and gave them that picture and we talked about how do we actually, okay, so we have the so new plan is this. Who's going to do that? So you do this, you do that, you do that. Uh, and actually, one of us, one of them was actually, he he's quite high on a polisher and said, you will not get involved in this before we have tested the first version. Then you can polish it off. But you know, And then we made very clear rules about how we made decisions. So everybody could get, 
the energy they needed in these things. Uh, so we wrote down some principles. So that was really powerful. That was one of the examples where I thought, okay, as the uh, the shit hits the fan, you can really mentally set people up for this. You can almost prime them to that this is what we're going to do and it's a very different conversation to see we have all these problems we need to get them solved no no how do we set ourselves up to solve problems because we know we don't even knew at that point the amount of problems we will be hitting uh, and also we had a conversation about we're probably also going to do some things we don't get energy from because they just have to get done it's get done in this environment um, and then I think uh, from the mental health question, that's a really interesting question because I think that's probably our one of our biggest challenges as leaders for ourselves and our people is the mental health. And um, I think I've been very aware of making sure in the work I do in a week, I just take it down to a week at a time that I get my uh, uh, game changer and strategies and implement are satisfied that I get some stuff done, I feel, check, check. So I have a method to evaluate myself every day and that makes me feel good. I got that done. Uh, very aware about habits as well, that they are done. I follow my practices around that. Uh, and then I go back on a weekly level and re- reassess my plan, my individual plan, but also the companies that I'm involved in. Are we actually on track? So I work strategic with some things. I'm not just in a doing mode because I think in a period like this, you can go in firefighting mode. And then um, I made sure I learned some new skills and done some new things within the pandemic as well. And not just focusing on where the problem is right now, but also say, okay, well, there's a new future on the other side. What kind of skills do I believe I need to, to work on? And actually talking with maybe people that I wouldn't, normally talk with about business challenges and so on actually just brainstorming ideas in principle not really and and that's maybe enough you know or learning a new skill uh, 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 hobby or something like that that's enough to celebrate the, the game-changing skill so yeah so that's that's how I've I've looked at it and I thought probably may have more I didn't take the model out and looked at it while thinking okay what what will make me come true this year the 2020 and now i'm probably thinking 2021 the transition year how how i'm going to use the profile to its best advantages yeah and and you just find you make a very good point there because yeah you do have your high scores of game changer strategist and implementer but it is the the constellation of those energies you've just spoken about because if we just have you just game changing without any real strategy or getting stuff done you wouldn't be at your best there if you're just doing strategy without new ideas and delivering anything, you wouldn't be your best there. And if you're just delivering stuff without actually having new staff and making sense for the business, making sense for clients, you wouldn't be your best there. So there is, it's often when you look at a GC index profile, you look at your scores and you ask the question, what if I took one of these away? Or what if one of these were missing in my day to day? How would I feel? And if we took any one of those three away from you, you know, then, 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 you know, for a consistent length of time, you know, then, then it will be, then it will be detrimental to, 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 to your impacts, to your mental health, to your well-being, to your energy, whatever that, that. So it's, so when you look at your profile, just make sure that you're getting enough of each of those, which you just articulated. Because um, if you're not, then, then it's definitely time to have a look at that and what you're doing. Yeah, that's a very, very, very good question. And I think it's very relevant for, for for the world we live in right now that everybody checks in and make sure they are balanced out on the mental health bit. 
Uh, I, I'm quite sure that people uh, got some really good stuff out of this, and it's going to be interesting to hear what what you say out there. So please let us know uh, what you learned from listening to to this uh, feedback, because it was a bit like a, a game changer project to to bring it out to real world. I had and I put Nathan a bit on. Uh, said that we need to do this, and he's a polisher, so uh, he wants to make sure it's right. I'm hundred percent is really good. Before we leave you, uh, Nathan, today I always ask this question. So. In the in the time we're in today's world, what would be your top three advice? Because I know you touch base with a lot of CEOs in small and large companies, corporate, not so corporate, startup environments. What will your advice be to them if you have to give them like you could give them three top advice right now? Yeah, I can. I mean, I, I don't feel very comfortable giving generic advice because everyone's situation is is very very different, and, and what works for one doesn't work for the other. Um, I think, given, I mean, I would say this, given that the GC index, I, I would just um, get, let's see, take a step back and almost put their own oxygen mask on first, right? Because people, you know, people rely on leaders. They rely on you. You're, you're their hope. You're their normal. You're their whatever it might be. And, and so if you're, if you're not feeling at your best um, or you're not maximizing the impact that you're making, then it, it's going to channel through. So you can't look after others and, and, unless you look after yourselves. And of course, there's lots of ways to look after yourselves. Our focus is very much is, you know, are, are you being the most impactful leader you can be? So that will be a question. Are, are we getting the best out of you? Um, secondly, then, um, really is, when I would say this, is, is don't panic. I think definitely look, look you, we're going through change. Whether, look, you, you know, Mark, I've been, my, my, parents in the hospitality business for for 20 years and 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 business got closed and wiped up you know wiped out um a big big believer of when one door closed another one opens um and i think just those three things of what what have we got to do that's the same what can we incrementally improve yeah and what have we got to try and radically improve and just tick those lists off yeah i think that that's the that's probably the, the thing that I've found been the, the most grounded. And I, I've got one last example of that actually. It was um the 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 um it was a fruit and veg shop. One of our guys got a fruit and local fruit and veg shop down in Devon, right? And um and they had to close at the at the time it was back in my and so they decided to build an online business. Yeah. And they did delivery online. It was just a local shop. It wasn't like a particularly busy shop, it was more of a, a hobby. And then he said, and once they they saw the opportunity of online and delivery and could see what was coming, they 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 now have like just got four or five vans now delivering, you know, getting orders online, and their business is just thriving and they're having a lot of fun. And and but at that one point, it was we're going to close the whole thing down. And so I think it's just yeah, just there there are opportunities out there. I know it's more difficult for others to find them than 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 some, but but yeah. One door closed, no one opens, and, and just start on that journey. But look after yourself first. Will be my top advice. Super, super advice. And and if people want to find out how they become more impactful, uh, they can they can reach out to me, and then we're, between us, we can we can organize a a, a little snap look into to a profile uh, of uh, how 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 your profile will look, and we will probably be happy to to. Uh, to talk with with one person from each organization. I mean, that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, I think that'd be quite fun if we, because it's all very well listening to me and you, and that's great. And we're nice people. And of course we're extremely interesting. Um, but the, the, the real power would be if we could get, you know, a couple of 
either um, one company with two or three people that have taken the GC index and how it's helped them or a couple of leaders reflecting on their different experiences. I think that might be quite something because the GC becomes powerful when you take it out of the individual and you start looking at it from a, a team or, or a collective relationships. And I think that might be something that, that could be quite interesting for your listeners of how do you get the best out of each other in, in this time, not, not just a one-on-one like we've had today. Although I could talk to you all day and your, your, your story is so interesting. Um, I think we could, we could enhance that um, for, for your listeners as well if, if, if they want to. So, yeah, so uh, I will drop my email in the, and they can contact me and uh, we'll sort that out. And also what we'll put in the show notes is all the, the websites with all the information you need. And also we will uh, put my profile in the, uh, the notes so you are an access to the profile so you can download, so you can have a look at what it means to be, uh, be, uh, be uh, this type of a game changer, the, the creative problem solver. Um, that's been absolutely great, Nathan. I think we uh, we talked about something that lots of people struggle with right now is that how do I make an impact in all this? And and everybody can make an impact. And we are all game changers in the end of the day. Uh, where uh, If people want to get in hold of you, Nathan, where's the best place to, to get in contact with you and wants to talk more about the GC Index or just have a chat? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, I'm, I'm a lot on LinkedIn. LinkedIn um, seems to be a good place. To, do feel free to connect or, or you know, drop me a, a request. I'm sure we can have a chat. I'll obviously, contact Michael as well. And yeah, you can grab us on our website, thegcindex.com. Really easy. We're we're very we're very accessible and friendly, and just like to hear people's experiences. The, the, the whole GC Index journey. I didn't think of this, right? Okay, this this all been built through our partners and clients and and businesses. So very welcome to anyone's opinions um, to help to help move us along for this collective journey. So yeah, do feel free to reach out. Great, thank you very much, Nathan, for coming on the show and sharing your valuable insight about how you make better impact. Thank you very much, Michael. Pleasure as always speaking to you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Nathan, for your amazing overview of the GC Index and how it can work in practice when it comes to understanding your strengths as an individual and how it can impact business results. I recommend you now to ask yourself, do I really know my own and my team's strengths? And do I play to these when trying to achieve business impact? To get further inspiration on how to improve your game, tune in to episode 31, Making Your Impact with Dr. Mervyn Smith, co-creator of the GC Index. And if you enjoyed today's conversation, please share, rate, review, or subscribe to one of our channels. A big thank you to BizSimply for supporting us, bringing great insights, strategies, and tools to help the industry thrive, not just survive. Check them out at BizSimply.com or on their social at BizSimply or BizSimplyHQ. You can also email them directly on advice at BizSimply.com. Remember to download your free copy of Fragile to Agile on bizsimply.com under the resource tab or via the link in the show notes. We have some great insights and solution in this white paper. Big thank you to Fina Charlson, who is the show producer and editor from the Podcast Collective. Tune in next time for another interview. And in the meantime, find out more about us and subscribe to the newsletter and download free leadership tools at hospitalitymavericks.com. And don't worry, if you didn't get all of this, there will be links in the show notes. I'm Michael Tingser, and you've been listening to the Hospitality Maverick podcast show. Be Maverick.